What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey everyone, I'm Jacqueline Johnson, the founder of Create and Cultivate, and this is Work Party, a podcast for a new generation of women who are ditching the rule book and redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. In each episode, we bring in leading female entrepreneurs for real talk advice on the topics that matter most to the modern career woman. From hiring to mentorship to raising money and so much more, whether you are pivoting to a new industry, negotiating a raise, turning your side hustle into a full-time gig, or pitching your company to investors, we're giving you the tips and tricks you need to take your career to the next level. Are you ready to make some money moves? Well, welcome to Work Party, the podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Work Party, the podcast that's part work, part party. Work Party celebrates a new generation of women and femmes who are redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. With nearly a decade of experience in aesthetic medicine, Jordan Harper developed a passion for simplifying skincare and educating her patients, nearly 200,000 followers on Instagram, on what products work best for their unique skin types. In 2019, she founded Barefaced, a medical-grade skincare brand that brings together the advice, clinical research, and custom routines to help build long-term skincare solutions. Jordan is here to share more of her journey from nurse practitioner to entrepreneur, Bareface's unique take on customer engagement and her passion for finding the right products for every skin type. So welcome, Jordan. Thank you. So excited to have you. So you have nearly a decade in aesthetic medicine. So what initially sparked your interest in skincare and how did that early career in aesthetic medicine lead you to where you are today? Yeah. So I was probably like your typical high schooler, loved tanning beds, wanted to be tan, you know, and so didn't think anything about skin had fairly good skin up until my senior year of high school. And then I started developing acne. And, you know, I just tried over-the-counter stuff and just couldn't figure out what it was. Ended up seeing a variety of providers and finally saw a nurse practitioner who diagnosed me with acne rosacea, which is like Mm. different than like typical acne. Mm -hmm. So I was using all these aggressive products and like things were getting worse, whatever. And when I when I met with her after seeing all these different providers, what I loved is, is that she like gave me the time. She sat there and like educated me on it. And acne and rosacea, there's no cure to those conditions. And so a lot of that is education on triggers that cause it. Some of that's food that you eat. Some of that's, you know, diet, exposure to sun, et cetera. And her just sitting down and like 
caring one, you know, like feeling like she cares. Huge deal. Yeah. Whereas I feel like other times I'd been to the doctor and they feel like one hand's on the door. Here's a prescription. Bye. And I'm like, well, how, how do I even use this? And so a nurse practitioner is really cool because they're a step down from a physician. So they can still prescribe. You still go through, you know, extensive schooling, but it's almost like their approach feels a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And my husband's a physician. I, I do not hate on physicians. I love them. Okay. <laughs> I need him and I need them, but it really fit my personality more. And I like really connected with her and it felt like Okay, she like helped me both because skin is is emotional when you're skin and when you're projecting yourself out there and you feel like you're not comfortable in your skin. So so that was like really meaningful to me. And that happened my senior year of high school. And it really like kind of set a vision for, okay, well, like I should do this. And so then I went to college and I did the process of, okay, now I got a nursing school. And then before you're allowed to, well, back in the day, I don't know if this still exists, but you have to work for a period of time before you can become a nurse practitioner. So I had to work in like an ICU and then go back to school. It's another like three years. And then you can like treat patients. So wow. that kind of like, it was honestly like the perfect timing. Like no one wants to deal with skin issues, but looking back, I'm like, well, thank good. I, thank goodness I did. Because it set you on this path. My like, whole life. Yeah. yeah. Who yeah. knew? Yeah. So you started Bareface in 2019 as a response to patients expressing feelings of defeat when it came to finding the best products for their skin. Obviously, you could relate to that. Would you mind walking us through your decision to tackle this problem? You know, obviously, you've had a lot of experience. You've had your own personal experience. But then taking that leap to start a brand is a, it's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So what? So I was treating patients for years. And what I really was primarily doing was doing injectables, Botox filler, lasers, that kind of thing. And what I saw with treating patients when they would come in is they were willing to invest like in these office treatments, you know, and that's a that's a pretty big investment, but they weren't it's not that they weren't even willing to invest in the day-to-day skincare. They didn't even know what to do. And I think they started to get so frustrated and, you know, because, well, there's very little education out there about skincare. It's more just about, oh, this is the product you need. It's not about my skin or what I should use for my skin. It's more brands selling products mm. instead of like brands being a solution to a problem. And so when I was seeing patients in office, it they were like feeding me all these questions. And I was like, okay, hold on. I can, I can help you out here. Let's like, if you're willing to invest in these office treatments, you have to be willing to do the day to day. It'd be like, uh, it'd be like going to the dentist every six months, but not brushing your teeth every day. Like, you know, you, you're not going to have good teeth. You're not going to have good skin if you don't invest in that day to day skincare. So that started happening in office. And so I started posting about on Instagram and this was maybe 2016. And I was really posting on Instagram at that time to build my clientele and to show my before and afters of injectables. But again, just like in office, I kept seeing patients, or I'm calling them patients, but they're on Instagram. Uh, I kept seeing people ask me about skincare. And so I was realizing like, yeah, 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 people care about the office treatments, but they're really like, most of the time, they're probably just trusting their provider as they should when they go in office. And so all these questions about skincare. And so it really like showed me that there was a a need or a deficit really in the industry. Like you don't, you shouldn't have to go into an office to get a recommendation for your skin type. And that's just not realistic for a lot of people. And I mean, I, I feel like 2020, if anything, like none of us want to go into the office, right? Right. <laughs> like we want to do anything we can. And so that kind of like, I started just giving like professional recommendations. And again, I always want to like, it's not medical advice. You know, we're not like giving prescription medications, but we started, I started just providing consults and then answering questions that people had. So what that turned into over time, I mentioned to you earlier, my husband is a physician. And so he was finishing school and got matched for a residency. And so before this, I had spent seven years building a patient base. And so that was where I was like really leaning into. I was like starting my own practice, seeing patients in office. Well, then he got matched for a residency outside of Charleston. 
And so then all of a sudden we have to pick up, move our lives to Augusta, Georgia, where I don't know anyone. I don't, I have an eight month old at this time and I'm the sole provider for our family because he's in residency. And, uh, and so at that point I was like, okay, it almost, you know, I was in this situation where at first I was, it was Probably like I remember just so many breakdowns about I'm that. I'm sure that's your you've built this business yeah. with these clients like that's a lot to give up. Yeah. And I don't know um, if you follow Enneagram at all, but I'm an Enneagram three. Okay. And a lot of that I that has brought me so much life knowing that because a lot of that means like, OK, you find your value in yourself, knowing that you bring value to others. Mm. And so then when I was like stripped away from my patients, I was like, I have no value anymore, mm. which is obviously not true. Of course. But like, it's a psychological thing. And I was just like kind of in a really lonely place. And from that point, I was like, OK, how can I make the best of this situation? How can I lean in? And that's when before this, I had I had been talking about formulations with a chemist for since 2018. But 20. 19 moving into 2020 really forced me to take the jump into that because I was like not serving patients in office and it was like okay I'm going to I'm going to make this to serve my patients and I'll just ship this product to them. So I wasn't even thinking big picture, like I'm yeah. going to sell this online. You're like, I'm still in this yeah, yeah. bubble. I'm just yeah. like, I just still need to serve the patients that I have. And so that's kind of what kind of gave me the idea. Okay, how can I take this to the next level and get creative and lean into, I'm in a tough situation, but how can I kind of like make the best of where I am and I've invested a lot in my career. How can I keep that going? Absolutely. So, wow, that's a crazy story. So it, I love that, though, because, I mean, it goes to show, like, when life, you have to take different directions or redirections and things like that, like, amazing things come out of it. And maybe that was the push you needed. Honestly, like, uh, and my husband says all the time, because I was, it was a, you can imagine, like, when you love where you live, and then you're, like, living in a place where it's in the middle of, no, you feel like it's in the middle of nowhere or whatever, you're like, well, what's my life? And but but it actually like I would have never probably done this if it hadn't you know so it's 100%. like 100% and my mom always says like bloom where you're planted you can't choose what happens to you but you can choose how you can like respond and create the opportunity so it like you can choose how, you know how you react to a situation exactly. and could be bad or it could be good I don't know about you but I find picking out skincare to be beyond confusing so many times I've just used what my friends are using because I honestly don't really know where to start and what I've loved about following Barefaced is not only that it's founded by a nurse practitioner who's passionate about providing simple science-backed education, but also that they have a team of skincare specialists available to text for complimentary consults and to answer any skin questions you may have. It's like getting a professional recommendation from the comfort of your couch. This way, I know exactly which products I should be using for my skin type. You can text them too. Their number is on their at Barefaced Instagram, and I'll put the number in the show notes as well, so you can definitely get in touch. When getting started, the first step is understanding your unique skin type, and the Barefaced Skin Quiz makes it easy to figure out in just five minutes. Head to their Instagram at Barefaced to take the skin quiz and find a wealth of information on all things skincare. And Work Party listeners get a special code, of course. The special code is Work Party 10 to get 10% off your first barefaced purchase. So, with so many products in this category on the market, like what really set apart Bareface as you were as you were launching it? So when I was treating patients in office, like I was saying, and I was trying to formulate or curate these routines for them, I kept getting really frustrated because a lot of what we say is less but better. Mm. And I wanted to create simplified routines for my patients without having to, you know, 
one, from a cost standpoint, but also just like from a simplicity standpoint, how to layer product. People get, it's so easy to get tripped up. Like, what do I do when and all that stuff. So like less, but better. How can we like maximize a skincare routine? And so what I think is really unique about Bareface is we essentially, we have, we're a medical professional or medical grade skincare line, whatever you want to call it. And so we are offering medical kind of results, results driven products with recommendations that you can get by texting our skincare specialist, by taking our skin quiz. So you're almost getting like an in-office visit. And I want to be clear, we're not doing like prescriptions, but like an in-office visit. You don't have to always use prescription mm-hmm. skincare. You know, you can get recommendations that are customized for your skin type by like on your couch. And if you don't, if you have questions, you can text our skincare specialist. And so I feel like we offer a simplified option. So most of what we do, and we don't, we have a small product line and we'll always have a small product line because less but better, right? Like how can we do the most with the least? And uh, we believe in like the foundational products. And so like building a house, you're not going to, your house is going to collapse if you don't have a solid foundation. Same thing with your skin. If you're not using the four foundational products, like you might as well not use anything else. And so that's really where we lean into because that's where you're going to see like long-term skin health, all that kind of stuff. So what are the four foundational products? Okay. You want to use an antioxidant and that's going to help protect the skin. You definitely, SPF hands down is like the main thing you want to be using. If you're not using a daily SPF, like don't use anything else because you're wasting your money. An exfoliant and a retinoid. Okay. Yes. Those are the four. And then what do you layer on that? So when I think about those four, I think, okay, what do you, you need to be protecting your skin, correcting, repairing, and nourishing and strengthening mm-hmm, the skin. Mm-hmm. So those are the things that like not, there's not one product that can do everything. So you need kind of like your little arsenal. And then after that, once you have healthy skin barrier, once your skin is like able to tolerate those, because there can be an adjustment period with those products, but then you use products based on concern for your skin type. So then after that, problems. you're like, hey, yeah. I got dark spots. I got to, you know get a brightening serum. I, you know, then you're working on concern. So you think about it truly like building a foundation. You start with your foundation. You don't even think about treating your, because what happens is people think about treating their concerns first, Mm -hmm. but your skin can't even, So and then they get frustrated with product because they're picking one product to treat a concern, but it's like, hold on, you don't even, it's like adding windows to a house that has no walls. Yeah. It's like, well, that's not going to work. Right. Yeah. So you think about starting the foundation, making sure the skin is healthy, strengthening the skin, and then you treat based on concern. I love that. I mean, it, it's so overwhelming. The space, yeah. you have so many products. You're like, what goes on first? What, you know, all these different things. So the simplified approach is actually so genius because I feel like so many people out there get overwhelmed by yeah. the amount of products that they can get and the new ingredients and all these things. But there is this foundational base that it sounds like has been around, is important and can do all the different things, which is amazing. So let's talk about the business a little bit. So you yeah. bootstrapped the mm-hmm. company. <laughs> talk to me about that. How has that been? Bootstrapping a product company yeah. is no joke. It's it's not. And I definitely had no clue like what I was even getting into. And so I want to be clear. I know nothing or I knew nothing. I take that back. I know a lot now. I knew nothing about business. Uh-huh. I have medical training. Like, and so like I feel so confident in like what I know about the skin, what like my background of like treating patients. I have so much confidence in like what my patients need. And so that to me was like, I know the products that are needed and I know that they don't exist. They need to be like, uh, I was having to use like multiple different products to achieve something. And I was like, okay, no, like, how can we like simplify this? Okay. So I was felt solid with that. Now from a business standpoint, I will say like growing up, my parents did a really good job of like just helping me be thoughtful about money. They kind of like taught me about saving and not just being thoughtful. And I Mm -hmm. wasn't, you know, never just like charging someone a credit card and not having thinking twice about it. I was always like having to be responsible and 
all that kind of stuff. So that's truly the only, I've never taken an accounting class. I don't know anything. All I know is not, don't go in debt and, yeah. you know, don't spend more than you have, whatever. So anyways, at the time I was like, okay, I want to start this product line. My husband has been in, in school. And so we've got school debt. I have school debt from um, my nurse practitioner. So we have zero dollars. You know, we have, yeah, no, totally. we have no one. And I don't, I didn't, I wouldn't have even known how to get an investor. Like the, that's where I'm at. Like, I'm like, okay. So, so what I did was, and this is the only thing I knew how to do is get a 0% interest credit card. And I'm telling you, I, we could literally only get like a $5,000 credit card. I think I had to get five different credit cards, both like $5,000 each, because that was like what we were eligible, you know, to get. Yeah. And so I got that. And that's how I paid for like my first deposit to even like get the products to go into production. And it was, I think it was like $25,000. That was so, but the thing is, is like, I know I knew I was so confident because I knew these like yeah. the products were solid. And at that point, I had already been like educating my community on Instagram for so not, had, the demand was there. Yeah, I yeah. knew the demand was there. So it wasn't like I was like, good, good yeah. luck. I, this, like, I wasn't creating a product for me at that point, like whether it was like Instagram following or patients like they had kind of like told me what they needed, essentially. Yeah. So I just kind of created a line based on our product based on that. And then from there, took out this, you know, did my initial deposit. And then I just did pre-orders because I, there's no way I could afford to pay like the entire amount. And I remember I sold out of like all of the pre-orders so fast. And Amazing. I, but the funniest part was, is that I didn't even know how to ship. So then I got the pre-orders. I mean, it took eight weeks to get these products. The good thing these people like knew I was trustworthy because they had been following me of on course. Instagram. Because otherwise I would have been like, where, you know, if you order from somewhere and you don't get it in two months, you're like, where's my product? Yeah, where is that? But so anyways, they, the pre-orders ended up paying for the rest of the products to go into production. Yeah. And so then from that, and so we probably ended up doing, I don't know, at least four rounds of pre-orders. And that kept just like, I just kept putting everything back in the business, back yeah. in the business. Yeah. And that was the only way. Um, and to this day, we have no outside investors. We have no debt, paid off all the credit, you know. Amazing. And now looking back, I'm like, how did I even know how to do that? But I think it was just, it's so simple. And I think everyone could, you could, everyone could potentially do that. It makes it like so much more achievable. The pre-order uh, strategy is genius. It's so, so, so smart, especially if you've already built up or pent up demand. Yep. That makes a ton of sense. And like is super strategic and really great. Obviously you were confident and in, in taking those risks, which I mean, big risk, big reward. Yep. It's, it's yep. a saying for a reason. Like you can definitely see that coming through um, with the product, which I want to get into. So the brand identity is gorgeous. It is oh, so thanks. like the packaging we have some here. <laughs> It's absolutely beautiful. What was your vision for the brand and what was that branding process like? Okay, so the product is really pretty right now. Now, <laughs> I want this to be an encouragement to anyone who like wants to start a business. Like I do what you what you know your consumer like wants and needs and do what you know you can do the best at. Like I know I can formulate and I know or like I know I can work with our formulators to to get the goal of the what we want the product to do. But my strength is not branding and marketing. I know what I like, but I don't know how to do that. So I this is not this is our second round of um what our product this is not what our product looked like when we launched. We could I could have never afforded to like, you know, have invest. such a chic. Yeah. Yes. So what I did was, you know, it was not beautiful at first and that's okay because I think it's, you don't have to have something perfect when it comes out. As long as you know, like you're off because my, my product was never for me. It was like, it was, I knew it was answering a need mm -hmm. and, and serving or like solving a problem. And so this is something that like, I feel so proud of now, but I was like embarrassed at first, like embarrassed and like, because I know it could have been prettier. I just didn't know how to do that. And I couldn't of afford course. the pack. Like, I couldn't afford the whole process because you have to buy 10,000 units up front if you want to get, like, customized, beautiful packaging. And, like, 
that's not scary. That's <laughs> yeah. scary. Yeah. Yeah. So like I was saying before, a professional medical grade is is where like our niche is. And if you go into that industry, like a lot of that feels very medical and that's okay. I like medicine and I like being in the medical space, but I wanted it to feel like, okay, this is results driven, but also can be pretty and fun. Yeah. And most of our customers are 25 to 45 is like the age range. And I feel like, and that's, I'm 35. So I'm like right in the middle of that age range. And I feel like that's what I want in a product line. I want it to feel more than just like, oh, this is like a product that's results driven. It's more fun if it's pretty. So yeah, if it looks good on the shelf. Yeah, totally. It's the combo of you want it to be effective, but you also want it to like feel chic. I love that. So how far in did you do the rebrand? Uh, about a year and a half. About a year and a half. Yes. I love that, though, because the reality is I am I love what you said. Just get it out in the world. Yeah. Launch it. And it's so, so, so true. I'm a huge. I always tell everyone like 80 percent. Just get it up. Yes. And the reality is, is like you were able to get feedback. I'm sure you probably learned a lot in those year and a half before even redoing the product. Yes. So I think it's actually really amazing. The main thing that you focused on, which is really smart, is the product actually had to work. Right. right. No matter how pretty or how ugly the packaging is like. It needed to work. And if it worked, no one's going to even care. But now you're getting a new set of customers coming in based on obviously looking beautiful and then being super effective. So I think that's a really, really great advice. If you're not using the core four product for long-term skin health, you're likely very underwhelmed by the results of your skincare routine. Think of building your skincare routine like building a house. You need a solid foundation. Otherwise, your house will collapse. The same thing applies to your skin. If you're not using the core four, your skin lacks the resources to be healthy. So what are the core four products? Vitamin C, SPF, exfoliant, and retinoid. These four products protect, repair, and strengthen the skin. And they are the first four products that are really worth investing in because they are a powerhouse in your routine. Bareface makes it easy to get started with these four essentials with their Bare Necessities Bundle. This bundle can be customized to your skin type when you take the five-minute skin quiz on bareface.com. They even break down exactly how to use each product and how to introduce them into your skincare routine. Super simple and effective. Plus, Work Party listeners get a special code. Use code WORKPARTY10 to get 10% off your first Bareface purchase. So you worked in doctor's office, you know, you ran your own practice, it, you know, before this was even an idea. What was it like pivoting? Because I feel like that's a very specific life. And, you know, you're seeing people every day and, you know, really treating the, the issues like one on one. And then you're going to CEO of a company like so totally different lifestyles, day to days. Yes, totally different. And when I like look back, there's uh, there's so much like that. Your whole day when you're um, seeing patients, you're scheduling all these patients, right? So like your whole day is scheduled. And when you go into being an entrepreneur, it's like, (laughs) and I know you know this, where you're like, well, now I can do whatever I want, but what should I be doing? And you're like, and you have to, you know, continually ask yourself, what is the most important thing for me to do? that I can do, like, what are my strengths that I can offer for this business to grow? And at this point, you know, at the beginning, I have no employees. You know, I, I have myself. Right. And uh, maybe my husband, when he's, like, not working 90-hour week, helping me package <laughs> boxes, you know? Or, uh, he's fulfillment. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, come on, buddy. Uh, so, and when I think about the first year and a half, I, I was so chaotic because you don't really realize how much you rely on a schedule. Yeah. And but when you're in office, you're not really creating that schedule. You just say, hey, I'm working you nine to five. And, yeah. and you're like, okay, everything's booked out. So it was after that year and a half, at this point I have, I'm pregnant with my second kid and 
my kids are very, I have four kids under four. So my kids are like, and um, so I'm pregnant with my second child and my oldest is, I don't know, eight months or something, nine months at this point. And I just remember feeling like chaotic. Of course. You know, that sounds crazy. I have no structure at all. You know, it's just like, it's insane. And so, you know, I'm working all the time and my husband's working all the time too. So it actually like, it was really like barefaced was like a little bit of my baby. You know, it was like my comfort blanket, especially when I was living in a place where I didn't know anyone. Of course. And I know a ton of people that say like entrepreneurship is really lonely. I had an opposite experience because I was lonely at living in a place I didn't know anyone. And so it was like something that I really leaned into. But okay, going back. So the days were crazy. And I feel like I was just like wired working all the time. And then I wasn't like really fully invested when I was with my little girl. You know, I was like, I got to be working. And then I'm so then it's just like at the end of the day, you're like, what have I even done? You know, like and I've work never ends. And so I was feeling like not really accomplished and just very chaotic. So I started to get really psycho about like, I can't live like this. I'm like yeah, not at peace right now. Like crazy. I'm, yeah. yeah. And so I started to get really psycho about time management. And so that's something that um, it really took probably a year and a half to even like get to that point of feeling like always wired, you know? And then I was like, okay, I got to take, take a massive reset. I'm about to have my second kid and I like can't live like this. I have to be like, you know, I'm going to be a working mom, but like I have to at least be present when I'm home. Yeah. And I wasn't feeling like feeling that. a little bit of balance. Yeah. So that was the biggest change for me is like really being intentional about how I spend my time and like focusing on that. Because otherwise, you know, you're easily sitting around playing on your phone for an hour, not even paying attention. And you, mm. wait, you waste an hour. And when you're a business owner, a mom, wife, you don't have like an hour to waste. Yeah. So what are your time management tips? Like any any hacks that people need to know about? So many. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, four kids under four is wild. We're going to get into that. But like <laughs> that alone is insane. So I have I love reading and I reread two books every year. And I like kind of merge a lot of um, they're just two of my favorite books, Atomic Habits and Essentialism. That's where a lot of my less but better mm-hmm. like philosophy comes from. So first thing I would say, time management, the first thing you have to understand is what are your habits? There are so many things that we do every single day. We don't even realize, like, do you pick up your phone first thing in the morning and look at it and then you end up wasting 15 minutes? Uh, do you, you know, we have these like little habits that we're not even realizing. So the first thing I would say is understanding what those are. And what I do is it sounds like extreme, but I write down every single thing. And I do this like a couple times a year just to really understand because you can slowly, you know, patterns get, yes, yeah. get into these patterns. So writing out everything I do. And I notice, like, for example, when I put down my kids a lot of times, I'll pick up my phone, just lay on the couch because like everyone's asleep at night. And then I'm like, oh, shoot, like an literally an hour went by yeah. and now I have to go to bed and I didn't do anything I wanted to do. So anyways, I would say writing down your habits is like key, understanding that. So maybe you do that for, you know, three or four days. And then after that, figuring out like, okay, what do I need to accomplish in a day? What do I want to accomplish in a day? Because sometimes it's like, you want to, you want to live the life that you want. You don't want to be like, this is the journey, right? (laughs) You don't want to just be like, what's my destination? You want to, because certain things that I wasn't doing, I was wanting to make sure I was reading for like 30 minutes a day, doing some meditation, Mm -hmm. you know, having like some me time. Yeah. And so then I, I time block. So I like write out my entire week every week. And sometimes that modify, you know, depending on the week, whatever, but um, and that way, I mean, I block out like this is my time I'm hanging out with my kids. So that way I know I'm not on my or even if, I, if I'm on my phone taking pictures. Sure. But I'm not like doing work and it allows me to be present. Yeah. In a sense where like that way, there's not something always in the back of your mind that you feel like you have to be doing because, you know, you've blocked the time for it. So I would say like that has and I do this at work. I do this, you know, through my day. So that way, if I'm having um, 
it's like time batching, you know? So yeah. that way, if I'm doing meetings, I try to block all my meetings on one day. If I, that way you're not switching, you know, tasks Modes. all the time. Yeah. yeah. No, that makes sense. I love the time blocking idea. It's so genius. Like I do it as well. Yeah. And, but it was something I learned over time. Like I would literally have to be like lunch and like yes. whatever, cause I would like forget to eat or like, I, you know, whatever it got so crazy. And so I still do that now. And I think it's so helpful to even just like say break or work on deck or whatever it is, because yeah. otherwise you can spend so much of your time to your point, bouncing from TikTok to email to yeah. whatever. It's like, it's so much time goes by. So I want to talk a little bit about social media because, you know, as you mentioned, separate from the brand pre ever launching this, you had built this tight knit community on Instagram through your personal account, focused on obviously talking about your practice, but also skincare recommendations. And it's nearly 200,000 followers, which is incredible. But People probably are wondering, like, what did it take to get to that level? What was it like building up your brand presence? Was there anything you learned along the way that you would recommend for someone who's looking to grow on social media? Yeah, um, I think when I think about someone who's wanting to start a brand, so say you have zero followers, mm-hmm. I would say think about the question that people are asking you the most. So so like you want to start a business or you want to do something. What are people in your circles doing? What, mm-hmm. or, what are they asking you the most? Because that's really where I started my account. I found like my friends were all the time and I like friends and family were always asking me about skincare. So to me, it was like, okay, I, guys, just check my Instagram. Yeah. I mean, come on. Like I'm like doing all this content for you. Um, and so I think if you're starting an Instagram, solving a problem, answering questions, like people only care about you as a person when you're providing value to them. Yep. And, you know, it's like, and that's what, that's what social media is great at. If you're providing value. So what I would do is I would just be answering questions all the time. And that was in stories, because I think like if one person has a question, it's likely thousands of people do. And so by doing that, you're not promoting yourself. You're promoting like helpful resources to questions that people already have. And I think that really allowed, I have um, had women that are in their 60s come up to me and they're like, I have learned more on your Instagram and like the bareface Instagram. They've been getting like skincare treatments for years. And yeah. they're like, I actually like know why I'm doing the things that I'm doing. And it makes so much more sense. Like I've been into skincare for 40 years and I've like just learned, you know, following you, like why I'm using like the stuff I'm using or why, what I should be doing. And so I think if you're solving a problem for people, then it should, shouldn't be about like you but when you make it about, you know, yeah. serving your customer or serving people, then you inevitably like are going to grow because then people are sharing that. It's a helpful right. resource. I want to share with you a miracle skincare product that works overnight. Just kidding. And if anyone says that to you, run. Skincare takes time and consistency. However, let me tell you about barefaced toning pads. They don't work overnight, but you can start seeing results as soon as two weeks after using them. And who needs them? literally everyone. They are skin smoothing pads that help prevent breakouts, remove dull dead skin, and improve absorption of your skincare products, revealing a more even healthy glow with every swipe. They are Bareface best-selling products with over 2,000 five-star reviews and over 200,000 units sold just in 2022. So they are a fan favorite to say the least. They literally couldn't keep toning pads in stock for the first two years after they launched. So if you're looking for an easy first product to start with, this is a must have in any routine. Do not forget to use our special code WORKPARTY10 to get 10% off your first purchase at barefaced.com. Okay, we talked about your personal Instagram. Let's talk about Barefaced and how you guys use social media as a digital channel to engage your audience. How has that been building that from the ground up? So we launched, so I've had my um, Jordan Harper account since 
2016. And then we uh, launched the Barefaced account in like early 2020. And so what we focus on that account is truly being like your skincare resource. So yes, do we talk about our products? Sure. But we do a ton of education. So you should be able to go to, we have guides, we have, I mean, every single thing you could ever every question you could have about your skin, you could probably find on our Instagram page. And so that has been something that has been a really big focus for me because again, it goes back to like, how can we provide value? Yeah. And what are people like interested in? And they want to know how they can like take care of their skin. And then if our products solve that for them, great. But if if not, we'll help you find another product that does. Like we're not trying to be everything to everyone. We're trying to like lean into what we know we can be best at. And so that's where... And, and we also try to be funny. We like being funny. Yeah. You know, we like jokes. And uh, so that's something that like edutainment is what I like to call it. Like we want to be entertaining, but we also want to be educating. And um, so we really try to do that. And then from our other social channels, so we do the same thing similar, like on TikTok as well. But outside of our Instagram, we do offer our text, um, which we have skincare specialists that can also give you like customized uh, routines and answers to skincare questions, all that kind of stuff, which I feel like, I don't know if I go deep into like messaging brands because I want to see like, you know, what kind of like advice or tips are they going to give me? And a lot of times, especially in the skincare space, these people aren't uh, back on the back end are educated in skincare. And so they don't feel comfortable giving recommendations, which yeah, and they should. Good, it's a know? good point. Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like a lot of times, you know, if you're using products, a lot of times it's maybe you're buying it from a third party retailer. They're not going to know how to, how exactly that product works. And that's why we haven't that's why we're still just direct to consumer because there's a lot of education that goes around our products. They're results driven. There can be some anticipated reactions. But if you're not um, educating the patient customer properly, then like you might have an adverse experience because you're not using it as intended. Totally. I love the idea of looking at your competitive set of like how they're doing it, what they're doing well, but also what they're doing wrong and like what you can capitalize on. I think that's genius. And I love that you're funny because I think (laughs) skincare can be taken so seriously. I mean, and I feel like the brands that are leaning into like comical, funny are actually performing so much better on social media because there's that relatability factor as well. So let's talk about maximizing efficiency. So we talked about obviously your time blocking, your habit stacking and really looking through that. But have things like mindset and self-talk played a part in your success as an entrepreneur? Like how do you hype yourself up and get through hard times? Okay. So on the way here, you know, like you're always like doing stuff in in person and you're kind of like getting like your nerves are like working up. <laughs> and I was like, I wonder if I'm going to get nervous uh, before this. And so this is an example of mindset. What I So this is a lot of times how I like talk to myself. And uh, I was like, I'm not really feeling nervous. I'm feeling like really like at peace right now. And then I to myself, I'm like, you're not nervous because you deserve to be here and you have like value to bring. You know, and I feel like when I think about things like how I talk to myself and I think a lot of that comes from just parents, my parents. And I um I would say like, you know, I can't do something. And my mom would say, we don't say like, you can't do something. You don't say that. You say like, I can figure it out. I can handle this. And I think about another time when I found out, so four cousins are four. I have twins that are nine months old oh my right gosh. now. And, but <laughs> twins are not my family. And so I go to the doctor. This is my third kid at this point, or my third pregnancy at this yeah. point. I'm like, oh, this is no problem. Like I've been pregnant two times. Like I know this whole thing. I had a doctor's appointment at 8 a.m. I had like a huge meeting at 10 a.m. and uh, But I didn't think anything of it. Of course. I go to the doctor. I'll just do a little check-in, whatever. It's my very first doctor's appointment, third pregnancy. They're like, you're having twins. And I wow. I feel so blessed and so thankful to be ha- that I had twins. But like at the time, I was like, no, I, I can't have twins. 
I, I will. I, how am I going to do that? Like, how am I going to be pregnant with twins? Of how course. am I going to, you know, like so many questions. I had yeah. four, you know, at this point I was going to have four kids under four years old. So I was crumbling and I remember getting in my car, sitting there and telling myself for like crying for a full hour. But during that, I just kept repeating, like, I can handle this. I can handle this. I can handle this. And I think like when I think about mindset and I think about self-talk, like I think it's the it's the only we, we live life in between our two years, right? Yeah. Like this is our life. And learning how to positively like speak to yourself is the most important thing you can do. Like you have to hype yourself up. You can't expect or wait for other people to because it might not ever happen. And mm-hmm. it has like that alone is just like I never realized how much I relied on self-talk until I was in an interview a couple months ago. And she was like really like digging into that. And I was like, wow, I didn't realize like this has actually like yielded a lot. I don't, I don't try to like dwell on the negative. I just think about like, you know, reframing stuff. And even if I feel like I can't handle it, you think I, like, I didn't think I could handle having twins, but it's like just telling (laughs) myself that, like convincing yourself, like, instead of saying, I can't handle this, I can't handle this. Like, whoa, I would crumble. Of course. Yeah. No, I think reinforcement and honestly repeating mantras and things like that, it helps. It actually helps. It's like, how would you talk to your best friend? Talk to yourself that way. So I I love that. So you are a mom of four kids under four. Okay. Just (laughs) tell all the moms out there, like, what's your advice for that? You know, maybe a mom who's starting a business for the first time or juggling everything like what have you learned through that experience something about motherhood for me and I think a a handful of my friends too like it shifts you into another gear and it goes back to again that time management because you realize like you have to manage your time otherwise like everything will manage you yeah and so I would say if you want to start a business first of all I think there's no better place, in my opinion, to start it than social, whether whatever platform you feel comfortable with. It's free. And so it's not like you're having to spend any like upfront cash. And then you can truly see like what what your potential customer is interested in. Um, and then that way you're creating a brand, you know, about that. And and whatever that capacity is, because it's not that we don't have time. Like when you're a mom, yeah, your time is like a little bit more taken up, but it's not that you don't have time to do things. It's just that you have to choose to make the time. Yeah. And maybe that means saying no to, you know, certain things. But if you really want to do something and you really want to start a business, like I think every time I've been pregnant, I've been more motivated probably because I have more people to take care of. Totally. (laughs) But like it shifts you into a gear where you're like, it's so cool. Like it's so amazing being a woman in the sense where it's like, how cool is it that our body can do this and I can like run a business or and I can work out or it's like, it's amazing. And so it really like, it's given me a lot of life and also I have two girls and two boys and I really want to like teach my kids too. like, it's fun to be a woman and you can do a lot of things. And yeah, can you do everything? No, but like you can choose the things that you want to do and like invest heavy in that and really make like huge contributions to, to the world, you know? And I think you don't have to let motherhood, it's a, it's a limiting belief to think that like motherhood is going to stop you from something. Mm -hmm. I think all it does is open more doors. Yeah. And in different ways, which I think is incredible. So what's next for you and barefaced? You know, I think like we are a brand that we, you know, we're keeping up with trends. We're keeping up with everything that's going on. We we base our product formulation on like sound medically backed device. So we're not like a trendy brand in the sense where, you know, a new product or new ingredient launches, whatever we're using it. We're really making sure like this is tried and true because at the end of the day, I want to know like there's enough like research on something to say, okay, yes, this works because I understand these are this, these products are an investment, you know, and I want to make sure for, for my conscience too, like I have to make sure that I know that this is like ethical, this products work before I can ever feel comfortable like selling them to someone. So when I think about like for our Bareface brand, truly like 
we want to just stay consistent. We've we have a 90% customer return uh, rate, which industry standard in the skincare is like 20, I believe, 25 maybe. But uh, we like are diehard our customers, and to this day we haven't done any like external marketing. This is like really our first year where we're starting to do any of that. Wow. And all of our growth has been organic, and I feel like ultimately all I want to do is like just continue to serve our customer and. Above all, I think that that way we're continuing to like really cultivate a strong and like loyal brand. We're also listening to our customers. So when I think about what's next, it's truly in every step of the way, like the customers kind of like told us what's next. Yeah. You know, and there's not no, new products don't need to be in the industry. Like they only need to be, you know, again, like less but better. How can we do things like more efficiently with like maximized results? And so when I think about like as we, you know, we have some fun like launches that we're doing, but as far as product we'll only really do stuff that we feel like is truly like innovative or best in class. We've had this like eye cream. I've, I have reformulated an eye cream four times, but it's not perfect. I can't launch it. And like, we had it all the way up to like, we had the packaging done and it wasn't the best. So I like, we're not going to launch it. So I feel like we launch stuff as we feel like it's truly, we can offer something innovative and best in class. I love what you said about really focusing in on your core consumer. I think 90% is an insane stat. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. But that just goes to show you because the reality is, is you can churn and burn customers all day long, but true success is retaining those customers for the long haul and getting that lifetime value. So I think that's great advice. So let's wrap with some sentence finishers. Okay. A strong brand is? I would say customer centric and keeps the main thing the main thing. My favorite Bareface product is? Okay, so I love the foundation, die hard. But outside of that, so the foundation we also call the bare necessities. But outside of that, I love Overachiever. And it's a it's a serum that like does so much for the skin and is like truly like the next product you should add into your routine after the foundational products to really take your skincare to the next level. Ooh, I love the names. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. um, my current mantra is less but better. Less but better. It's so good. Thank you so much for being here. Can you tell everyone where they can follow you and Bareface? Yes. Um, so my Instagram is at Jordan Harper underscore MP and Bareface is at Bareface. And if you're listening today, we're doing a little giveaway on the Bareface stories. So head over there if you want to win the Bare Necessities. Cute. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. For more inspiring conversations like this one, follow the Work Party Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to rate and review us or show us some love on social. We love seeing you tune in every week and share your favorite episodes. We're at Work Party on Instagram and at It's a Work Party on Facebook and Twitter. I'm your host, Jacqueline Johnson, and this is Work Party. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.